dive into the mind of Brett Boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around Major League Baseball. This is Turning Two with Booney. Here's your host, Rich Herrera. Welcome, everybody, to the first edition of the Boone Podcast here for the year 2024. It's 2024, Boone. We're kicking off our fourth year of this podcast. Fourth year, and I, I got some glasses, Rich. Wow. What do you think? They're, uh, they're the new Meta Ray-Bans. They're unbelievable. I sent you a video where I just don't know how I'm going to use them. Probably for golf, but they got the camera here, pictures, video. I got music. To be honest with you, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I got too many techie things, and I'm not techie, but I think they're pretty cool. Do you look smarter? Do I look smarter? I don't know. Do you think you look smarter? I don't know because I can't. Yeah, they're prescription. I never wear my prescription glasses. Do you wear prescription glasses? I have them, but I don't wear, except for I'm at a game at night because uh, my night vision doesn't isn't very good. It's The lights really give me a hard time. So when I put them on, if I go to a ball game and I need to see what's going on, it's crystal clear. When but I'm not, used to, I'm not used to that. Reading, no. Reading, I still see good up close. See what I'm saying? I still see. All right. I went, I, I had Lasix in 2003. It's okay. worn off. On the golf yeah. course, I have to ask people where did it land. But driving around during the day, I see just fine. At night, different. It's challenging to see that, read the street signs. But it's not like I'm dangerous out there driving. I passed my driver's test. I could see that line one. So you're a little. So I don't wear them, but I put the, I put these glasses on though, and now I have crystal clear vision, long distance. But if I'm looking in a mirror, I, I'm like all out of sync. So I, I can't I even, see them again. I can't even see what I'm seeing. Like close up, I still read really well. What kind so of the Lasix isn't for me because we're using our phones all the time. So if you can see up close, don't correct the long distance. All right. So right now I put these on, and it's tough for me to see close up so i have no clue what i look like <laughs> right now do you, are those, I look like those, a door are they are those ray-bans the ray-bans are cool and they're and they're like uh ipods too so i have complete i can hear it's it's kind of cool and for a non-techie guy can i can i call you on them you can call me on them and they're synced to your phone they're synced to my phone so the scary thing is is this i can i can just tap this right here and now I'm recording. I saw, something I, light, I saw something yeah. light up. So whatever I'm seeing in front of me, unbeknownst to you, you have no idea that I'm recording you right now, but but I am. So that, that kind of scary for me. As long as I'm the only one that has them, I'm good. <laughs> no, leave it alone. It's like I'm talking no, I, no, I can't concentrate with them on. No, put them on. It's like I'm talking to Ricky Vaughn from uh, no, Major League. I'm Wild done. League. I'm done. I, I can't know. read up close with them. I'm just saying, maybe you're a little vain. You won't wear your glasses. We've talked about your vanity. Yeah, we have. What do you got for me? Would you rather be able to see or would you rather uh, be good looking and young? The latter. <sighs> hmm. Interesting. I could rather see. That's well, so vain. The thing is, you can see. He probably thinks if, the if, song if I, is if about I, him. I gave you my in my eyes right now. You can see fine. It's just when you put the glasses on, you have your prescription. You see what 
people with good eyes really see. See, I've worn glasses since I was in the third grade, so I don't know anything but wearing glasses. Right. right. Um, I'm trying to stall right here because I don't know if I want to get into free agency and where everybody's going since you absolutely struck out with the bases loaded bottom of the ninth uh, with your with your Otani conversation. You mean the Yamamoto? Uh, no, Shohei. Yeah, I struck out with show. No, I didn't. I didn't strike out. Well, you with said Shohei. he was. Let gonna... me. Let me re- no, let me. Let me. For the fans out there listening, let me say. I think you straight. struck out with Shohei. I said Shohei was either going to go back to Anaheim or the Dodgers because he lives in Southern California, and I was right. I, I was figuring Anaheim, but Dodgers make sense too. They're year in, year know. out. I'm year in, not year giving out. you that. No, where I struck out was the Yamamoto call. I said since Otani has signed with the Dodgers, Yamamoto being a big, biggest star as he is in Japan, would not want to play second fiddle to Otani in, in the Dodgers. So I thought by the Dodgers signing Otani, that would put them out of the running for Yamamoto because I think he'd want to go to have his own his own platform, his own stage to be the Japanese star in another venue like the Yankees. I was dead wrong. And come to find out behind the scenes, I don't have any behind the scenes information, but how it looks now with with the crazy contract that Otani signed and the way he deferred all that money, it might have been a way of getting his buddy Yamamoto and and clearing up that space for salary to get him to the Dodgers, unbeknownst to me. And I think a lot of the the people out there that were trying to predict where where Yamamoto was going to go. So I was dead wrong on that. I thought he was going to the East Coast. And uh, when he signed with the Dodgers, I was kind of shocked. Like, whoa, I can't believe that. But uh, different, you know, different guys like different things. There's some guys that that wouldn't want to be in the shadow of an Otani when, especially when you're the the level of star that Yamamoto is in Japan. Uh, and some guys love that and love. Maybe he loves his dream was always to play with Otani. He's getting his dream now. Um, either way, the Dodgers. It's almost an illegal roster there. Well, a lot of people are saying right now. You know how fair is that the Dodgers get to sh- sign Otani, defer most of the money and then be able to go buy other players. Well, the bottom line is it's it's within, within the rules. So Andrew if you're within the rules, you can do it. I think what you're going to see going forward there's going to be amendment to that rule. So it was a loophole the Dodgers found it uh 10 years from now, they're going to be paying him 68 million a year and they'll I think sight unseen they're kind of going, "Oh, we'll worry about that in 10 years." Um, but it was a, a pretty cool loophole, and, and for, from Otani's standpoint, he clears the $68 million a year uh, room for the Dodgers to spend more money, and for his time there, he doesn't have to worry about it because for 10 years, the Dodgers aren't on the hook, so great deal for Otani. And Andrew Very- Friedman, my friend Andrew Friedman, has the best job security of any general manager in baseball because there's a loophole if Andrew leaves, Otani becomes a free agent. Yeah. It's it's a real interesting, but I but I think you're going to see uh, you're going to see a lot of guys out there, people in the industry cr- calling, you know, crying foul on this. It's not foul. It's well within the rules. But oh. I think going forward, they're going to try to come up with an amendment. So teams in the future, everybody's not just doing this. I think you're going to see that come out. They're probably already talking about it, how we can't have everybody doing this every year. So it, it'll be interesting. You know, that'll be something that comes down the line. Well, you know where that that loophole was probably first thought of was Joe Madden. Could Joe Madden had that loophole that if Andrew Friedman left, he got to leave. Yeah, 
So it's 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 interesting all the way around because I mean, Otani, you figure the way we're taxed as big league baseball players, wherever you play, you're taxed per day, whatever city, time. whatever city you're playing. Just like Taylor Swift, right? You're you're playing in L.A. 81 home games. You're going to get taxed at whatever the the ridiculous California taxes. I think it's 13 percent by him only making two million a year, and he's going to be making plenty of money off the field. Uh, with with other side deals, uh, he's not worried about how he's much how much he's making on a on a yearly basis. And then when the ten years is up, he's retired, uh, and he starts to collect that sixty million. He could move to Florida where there's a zero percent tax. So, Otani in this thing, home run. Yeah. Plus, you know, people might not know this. You have to pay the same entertainer tax. I, I was teasing about Taylor Swift, but you have to pay an entertainer tax in every city that you play. Without a doubt, every day. I used to get that. I'd go play to L L A and and the angels in San Diego, maybe in a West coast swing. So I had 10 days in LA my next check reflected that your payday, the city of LA. Out, right? 10 days of LA tax at that rate. So your check's going to be a lot smaller and with the money. These guys are making, it's not just a couple thousand dollars. It's right. hundreds of thousands. So it makes sense from him from a financial standpoint. Uh, be really interesting what happens. And, and you know, I have a feeling that when this is all said and done, let's say he moves to a, and I'm using this just for, as a, as a, for fun, you know, entertainment right. purposes only. Right. I mean, you, you moved to like a Texas or a Las Vegas or a, or a Florida. Uh, Florida. It's zero tax. I'm not saying he's moving that. I was just using that as an right. example. Or he moves back to Japan. It doesn't, but I'll guarantee you this tax. states like California, states like New York, They'll get aggressive. Uh, they're going to kind of come after you and say, wait a minute. And and I see a court case coming like, wait a minute. You earned, you signed this contract when you were in California for 10 years. We want our piece. Right. And that'll be for, for the courts to, to find out. But, you know, the law says, no, it doesn't matter. You didn't get that money when you were yeah. there. But uh, California, they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't <laughs> like that. So they, All right. once again, that's 10 years away. Nobody's worried about it. All right. Well, let's get to it. Uh, free agency. So let's just kind of pick up where we are right now, if you don't mind, right? Uh, the Reds get Frankie Montes to fill out their rotation. Uh, the other news that was coming out this week was uh, uh, Chris Sale is going to the uh, Red Sox. The Bra Excuse me, the Braves get Chris Sale for the Red Sox uh, for Von Grisham and Cash. Cash. Uh, this is a win-win for everybody. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash business gold card. Uh, no, I don't know for me. I don't trust the Chris Sale deal. I heard this this Grisham kid has got a chance to be a 2020 guy in the big leagues. You're giving that up. I believe they're also giving up $10 million right. uh, for a guy in sale who obviously went 100% healthy, has Cy Young type stuff. But when's the last time he's been healthy? I don't trust that deal. Uh, hey, if he's sale of, of five years ago, uh, they've got something there. But but uh, I'm, I'm going to remain quite the pessimist to when see it comes, whether he can stand. When it, when it comes yeah. to this deal. Yeah. As far as the Montas, you know, I was a Montas guy at one time. He, put, he pitched for the Oakland A's, went to the Yankees, didn't pitch right. the entire season. 
I, I've never been all in on him. He's he's more of a show me guy. Like show me that you're really the real deal. So I don't get too excited about that Reds deal either. I think the Reds are excited about it, but that remains to be seen. Once again, I'm going to be pessimistic on that move as well, uh, along with the Giolito. Giolito just signed. Giolito's going to the Red Sox two years, 38 mil. Another big question mark for me. I, I sat here two years ago and predicted he was going to be the Cy Young. And for two years, just like his former team, Chicago White Sox, I've been very disappointed in two years. I think the White Sox over the last two, three years were – three years ago were set up to be a world series caliber team. And they've vastly disappointed me on all, uh, on all my calls. I thought they were going to be the team of the future. They were going to be someone to be reckoned with on a year in year out basis. They haven't been uh, Giolito. I thought he was going to be a Cy Young award winner by now. He's disappointed me as well. So I'm going to go the last three you just mentioned. I'm pessimistic on all three. All right, Mariners get Mitch Garver. Uh, they've made some moves on uh, some trades. Suarez, Kellenek leaving. They go get Mitch Garver. Here's the problem with the Mariners. I, I like the Mitch Garver move. Coming off a World Series champion with the with the Texas Rangers, really good fit. He'll he'll fit right into that DH role, and do, that's a nice get for the Seattle Mariners. The problem I see is. The pitching is plentiful in Seattle. Uh, the bullpen is outstanding. The starting rotation is really outstanding. They got young arms, guys that are under control. Pitching is not a problem at all. It's been the offense. It's been the offense for the last four or five years. Teoscar Hernandez was the right fielder. They they say they want to get away from the big strikeout numbers. Teoscar Hernandez, I believe, led the league in strikeouts this year. Drove in 94 as well. Had a pretty good year for him. Hit 20-plus home runs. Suarez, third baseman, plays a gold glove caliber defense. I think he hit 230-something, but he drove in close to 100 runs. So you need to replace 190-some RBIs, and you brought in Mitch Garver. That's great. Mariners are, in my opinion, far from done. You need two more legitimate bats. Now, I've been reading, I've been hearing uh, the possibility of signing Teoscar Hernandez back is definitely in the fold for Seattle. I like T. Oscar, I think especially the second half, he came on really strong. I think for his price point, it makes sense in, in uh, Seattle. But Seattle's got to make a splash. They got more than enough pitching, and, and I'm really talking about Miller and Wu at the end of the rotation. These two young guys got about a year of service. They could bring a big bat in return for one of those guys. And I think they have the flexibility with all the pitching they have and pitching on the horizon to move one of those young pitchers for a bona fide, real, legit bat to stick in the middle of that lineup because you're going to need it. You got rid of Kellenic. Kellenic, I thought, was good for the organization. I think it's good for, for Kellenic to move on and get a fresh start. He's going to right. Atlanta. I think the pressure was just too much for him, and I don't mean it in a negative way. It, it, it's, it was such expectations. a buildup. Right. It was such a buildup how great he was going to be. Never quite lived up to that, and, and I just see with his personality, it's good for him to move on. But you've got to replace some offense on that on that Seattle Mariner ball club. I think the key for them is the Wu Miller via via the trade to get some legit bats in there. All right, Padres sign uh, Matsui Yuki Matsui, five years, twenty eight million dollars uh, to be their closer, and it could be even more. Well, that's good because you're you know Josh Hader has been arguably the best closer in baseball the last four or five years, coming off another huge year for him, one point something ERA. And it looks like the writing's on the wall. He's not going to be back in San Diego, so that makes sense. It's going to be interesting to see what Hader gets in free agency and where he goes. There's a lot of suitors out there for him. I like the move for San Diego. 
And San Diego's kind of stood pat this this offseason with the exception of the Soto move. I thought the Soto move was great. I think it's uh, they've got plenty of offense in San Diego. Uh, moving Soto to New York, I think it's going to benefit him as well and the Yankees. I think that's going to be a great deal for the Yankees. Uh, King coming back in the trade for Soto. He's kind of been an under-the-radar guy as far as, you know, everything was Soto, Soto, Soto during that trade. This King kid coming back from from the Yankees, if you don't know who he is now, he's going to be in that rotation, the middle of that rotation in San Diego. He's going to be really good. So I think San Diego is a playoff ball club if they don't do anything else after today. Gary L., uh, Lourdes Gariel Jr. re-signs with the Arizona Diamondbacks. We haven't talked a lot about the Diamondbacks. They're the defending National League champions. Gariel coming back. Had a great year for him. They like him. I believe he's 30 years old. Uh, they also signed Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, and they got Suarez in that trade for the Mariners. So you get, you're probably getting another 100 RBI bat in a really good defensive third baseman. And Suarez, Eduardo Rodriguez will show up, shore up that rotation. And Gurriel's been a, been a part of that movement over there in Arizona. So I think Arizona's made some good moves. And they, it, they haven't lost anything, and they're coming off uh, a World Series berth. So uh, I see nothing but positive things for Arizona going forward. One of the other teams that you were talking about off camera were the Kansas City Royals, and they're doing little things that are going below the radar, but they could prove to be something. They got um, uh, Waka to come over uh, in a two-year, $32 million deal. I think it's more than that. I think they got Seth Lugo, who was a Padre last yep. year, Waka, who was a Padre. Both exceeded expectations in San Diego. And they, had, and they, bring, back, uh, and they bring in Hunter Renfro as well. Hunter Renfro, bat. Will Smith. Now, these aren't huge blockbuster deals. Uh, like a Soto, like a like a Blake Snell, that's going to sign somewhere in the future. But these are just small deals. That's that's quietly making Kansas City a much better team. They've been in the basement. Let's be honest; they haven't been noteworthy for the last few years. And and just making those, they got Will Smith to shore up that bullpen. So you got four veteran guys that have been there, done that. And I think uh, I, I don't expect Kansas City Royals to go to the World Series this year. But I think their fan base will really be receptive to these moves. It shows that they're going in the right direction. So they should be a much better ball club in 24. Um, let's see. How about – oh, we have – this kind of went below the radar as well because we were talking about uh, the Dodgers and, and getting Shohei and Yamamoto. They also grabbed Tyler Glass now um, in, a, in a deal. Talk to me about that. That's amazing to me, uh, the Dodgers and, and what they've done. You're looking at a Walker Bueller. Is their number one? You've got a glass now, Cy Young stuff. Yamamoto, all the hype. He's never thrown a pitch in the big leagues, but you know everything uh, the way it is and the things I've heard. This guy's the real deal. He might be the third starter. You haven't even gotten to Kershaw yet. He hasn't retired. Kershaw had a pretty good year last year. Got beat up in the playoffs, but he's still Clayton Kershaw. The Dodgers have the potential, and we're not even talking about Otani because he's not going to be pitching this year. If you fast forward to 25, your rotation is Walker Bueller, Tyler Glass now, Yamamoto, and Otani are your first four. So Otani could potentially be the fourth starter, or <laughs> flip it however you want. Walker Bueller's your number four. Are you kidding me? And then Kershaw on that five spot? It's almost too much, but... uh the great thing about Major League Baseball, and I've lived this. I, I played on an unbelievable team that won 116. I played on some great Braves teams, some great Cincinnati Reds team. Doesn't matter how good you are, how much talent you have, you still got to go out and do it. You, you're not accounting for injuries, uh, team chemistry. But I look at this roster, this Dodgers roster, top to bottom. 
it's almost like an all-star roster. So it, they're going to be really tough to beat. But as this modern day playoff format shows, nothing is for sure. It's yeah, this Dodger team, unless the, something absolutely out of our control major happens, they are going to the playoffs. But but modern history has shown that once you get there, that doesn't necessarily mean anything for anybody as far as winning that that World Series trophy. So it's going to be interesting. You're going to have a lot of people that that didn't hate the Dodgers. They're going to hate them. The guys that uh-huh. hated the Dodgers are going to hate them a lot more. They're absolutely going to be uh, pay-per-view to watch this team and how talented they are. But at the end of the day, anything could happen. And I wouldn't say, oh, they're they're going to win the World Series. No, we got to play the games. All right, Giants got a uh, a shortstop uh, from Korea that nobody's talked about in Lee. Um, he's supposed to be a big bat for a team that needs some offense. Once again, you, you got to see it. He's coming over from Korea. It's the biggest biggest uh, Korean signing ever. I believe is one hundred thirteen million. Once again, I've never seen never and he seen can him opt play out after four. Yeah, never seen him play. I'm sure he's a really good player. People nowadays with the data points and and the technology, they're pretty good at getting it right on who they give the big money to. Uh, but there's the human element, you know. How, how does how does he change coming into a new culture, new environment? A lot of expectations. That big contract, you know, it, it, guys are made differently, and you never know how you're going to respond. Some guys are unbelievable in a free agent year and a walk year. Some guys put that too much pressure on themselves and, and don't perform the way they're capable of. So I, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be as advertised, but until you play in the big leagues, put up the numbers, uh, nothing is a for sure thing, but I think the giants are pretty, pretty happy with that signing. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we already talked about Soto uh, before. Um, I think Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray, Sonny, going Gray. To Saint, Sonny Gray going to St. Louis and Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn. Uh, I'm not really that excited about it. I'm a little pessimistic, but for me, Sonny Gray is a diamond in the rough. I think uh, he's always had those high expectations as a young pitcher. I think he's finally matured in, in, into those expectations at, at a little bit of a, a, at an older age, but man, I think St. Louis got a good one at Sonny Gray. He's, he's nasty in his prime right now. And for the next two or three years, I think that was an under the radar, sneaky, good sign. And they did it early. Um, The rest we're going to see, you know, I look at, uh, see what Texas is going to do. You know, uh, Kimbrell went to Baltimore, the, the, the veteran, maybe potential Hall of Fame one one year guy. That's because Bautista last year, the dominant closer, probably the best closer in the big leagues last year. You know, haters going to have a little bit of a, a say there. But he went down with Tommy John late in the season. So they're going to be without Bautista, their their closer. Uh, so Kimbrell's going to fill that void for for a year. Other than that. A lot of free agents still out there six weeks until spring training opens. It's going to be interesting to where some of these big free agents. And I look at the free agency market this year, Rich. It's not overly exciting. You know, the big ones have signed. There's a few out there that, yeah, are big names, but I'm not overly excited about the remaining free agents. A lot of good, got a lot of good players that are going to make whoever they go to a better team, but none of those just blockbuster. Oh, they got him. Now they're going to the world. Well, that was Soto and Yamamoto and, uh, and Otani. Here's some of the guys that are out there right now. Uh, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, who we've talked about on the podcast before, Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman, all sitting out there. Waiting to see where they're going to go. By the way, they're all represented by Scott Boris. All right, we'll start with Snell. Um, he's the guy that came over from Tampa Bay to the San Diego Padres about four years ago. Uh, 
can't deny the year he had last year, especially the last four months of the season. I, I think he had a one ERA the last four months of the season when the Cy Young. He's sitting out there. Um, for me, I'll take a Blake Snell. This is a guy I've been watching for years. He's got Randy Johnson type stuff. But year in and year out, he should be at the top of the Cy Young watch, and he's not. And I don't know what reason that is. For guys like that, I don't like to give 100, 200, 300 million to guys. I don't know what I'm getting. I might get that. I might get that Blake Snell that won the Cy Young, or I might get that Blake Snell a couple of years ago that had a high four ERA. And when you're paying 200 million for somebody, I expect to know what I'm getting year in and year out. I wouldn't pay the big money for Blake Snell. I don't question his ability. Just won the Cy Young. How can I? Uh, but long term. If you want to talk three years and and seventy five million, I'm all in on Blake Snell. You want to talk two hundred million, I'm out. Montgomery, uh, he's going to get paid. I think he showed. He started with the New York Yankees, went over to St. Louis, has been nothing but successful ever since. Obviously, we watched him last year. Huge part of that Texas run and the reason, a big part of why they won the World Series. I think he's going to get paid. I, I think he's going to go back to the New York Yankees after all, all all this is said, done, been traded, traded again. I think he's going to go back to the Yankees. I'm in on Montgomery. Uh, Cody Bellinger, another interesting case. Won an MVP a few years back. Back-to-back years hit 180 and 190. Then all of a sudden, his comeback player of the year again. He's another guy like Snell. If I know the Cody Bellinger I'm getting from 2023 or when he won the MVP, I'm all in. Give him what he wants. But I don't trust it. I don't know what I'm getting. So for a small deal, a two- or three-year deal for 75, 50 or $75 million, I'm all in on Bellinger. Paying him $200 million, I'm out. Who was the fourth guy you named? Matt Chapman, another Matt guy. Chapman. He's been a he's been a platinum gold glove. Platinum gold glove to me is stupid. That's a new the, the new <laughs> the new glove they give. You know, we right. you get the gold glove and then oh, we decided that this guy's the greatest of the greatest. Well, if that's the case, it should be a shortstop every single year because shortstop is by far the most demanding, toughest defensive position. So nobody else should ever win except for a shortstop. But they give the platinum glove out. That being said, joking aside, Matt Chapman is a bona fide year in and year out gold glove candidate at third base. He's a power guy. But to me, he hits 230, 240 every single year. I had Matt Chapman as a young player. I think he's a great player. I'll take him on my team. But for huge money, you can have him. That's why I'm not that excited about this year's list of free agents. The guys remaining, I look further than the four you mentioned. A Josh Hader, I'll take him. I'm all in on him to be a bona fide closer. Uh, he's only 29 years old. I'll take him. Clayton Kershaw, it's going to be interesting. Is he going to sign with the Dodgers? He's going to sign with the Texas Rangers. He wants to play one more year. I couldn't imagine him out of a Dodgers uniform. He's going to have to take a little bit of a discount. I uh, look at Reese, uh, uh, Hoskins from Philadelphia. Somebody who you liked. Good first baseman. Missed this season. Uh, he's probably going to go back to Philly. He'd be a good fit in Seattle. Uh, Bader, who came over to the Yankees, played center field, got traded. Sitting currently, his last team was the Cincinnati Reds. I don't hear his name being bantered about. No. Obviously, a, a top-shelf center fielder as far as going and getting it defensively. I don't know. Solaire, the Miami slugger, strikes out a lot. Uh, who knows where he's going to land? Jock Peterson, he has a he has an uncanny way of putting <laughs> every team he goes to becomes a contender. 
Right. Interested. J.D. Martinez, professional hitter. He's 36 years old. Is that going to be a factor? But somebody could use his wisdom, his uh, his veteran status. I think he's good for young players. He's a real astute. He really studies the game. He's a great hitting guy. Drove in 100 last year. Could be good for somebody. So all these things are floating you around. Got a Brandon t- Belt sitting out there as well. Was in, how about uh, a Timmy Ander- How about a Timmy Anderson from the Chicago right. White Sox? Two years ago, he won a batting title. Nobody's talking about him. He'd be a good fit in Seattle if he'd be willing to go over and play second base instead of short. Uh, there's a lot of guys. Brantley, who's been hurt for the for the uh, Houston Astros, left-handed hitter, wonderful hitter, getting older. He's thirty. I think he's thirty-three years old. But I'll tell you what, this kid could hit. Somebody is going to get a bargain with him if he doesn't sign back with Houston. So there's a lot of Mark uh, a Stroman who year in and year out, you know, rubs a lot of people wrong with with uh, things he says. And he's very outward on social media. But year in and year out, he's pretty good. He pitches pretty well. I don't see a lot of interest in in a, in a Marcus Stroman right now. Obviously, somebody's going to sign him and they're going to get a good pitcher. But I think. His public persona has really hurt him as far as being a guy that everybody wants. So it's going to be interesting to watch all these guys. Um, And for me, the biggest guy out there right now is Cease, pitcher with the uh, Chicago White Sox. Right. Dylan Cease. He's going to be a trade target, and I think a lot of teams are really in on him. It'll be interesting to, to, to find out where he goes and for what. But he's under control for two more years before he's a free agent. He's the guy that everybody's gunning for right now, Dylan Cease. Who has to make a move? Which team is under the gun the most? Well, you look at the winners. Obviously, the Dodgers don't need to do anything else. I don't think the San Diego Padres. Everybody could always use pitching. Phillies are fine. I, I, I talk about the top guys, top teams from last year, the Texas Rangers. They probably want to add someone because they're probably going to lose Montgomery if they lose right. in that sweepstakes. Astros. They're going to have to add somebody. The Astros are pretty set. They're pretty set with a real good team. They're going to the postseason again. Uh, they can always. It, the bottom line is it always comes down to me pitching the Mariners pitching, have pitching, to pitching. get better offensively they have to uh the Kansas City Royals we already talked about them they did a lot of second tier signings but good good ball players they're going to be better I think everybody you know Boston's made its move they got Giolito okay is that going to help them it might be I might be dead wrong uh but I think everybody always needs pitching problem is there's not that much of it out there and whoever gets Snell Montgomery and then Stroman will probably fall third in there. I don't know. I wouldn't sleep on Clayton Kershaw. He's going to be a good deal. I know he's older. I think Clayton. I think Kershaw now is 35 years old. He's still Clayton Kershaw, one of the greatest lefties to ever pitch in this game. If he's got one more year on him, he could be a real good fit for some team to be in the middle of that rotation. He's used to being that bona fide number one. This stage of his career, he's more like a two or a three. I think, I, I think he might be a, a good pickup for somebody that's not really paying attention. Uh, what about Baltimore? Uh, I've been my radio shows in Baltimore. Those guys, those guys went crazy last year. Um, what an amazing year for them! Tell me about Baltimore. Baltimore's—they're uh, just up and coming, and, and they won a hundred plus games last year. <clears throat> After two years prior to that, losing a hundred games. Right. Really exciting with the young talent on that team. And we just mentioned Dylan Cease. I think the Orioles are probably the top candidate to land him because they've got a really good uh, minor league system and they got plenty to offer. I think Cease goes to the Orioles. Tampa Bay will be Tampa Bay. You just they'll pull around. Uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard much from Tampa Bay this year. 
I mean, they're, 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 they'll find somebody that they're unbelievable. Uh, they got rid of their best pitcher. Obviously, he, he had been hurt quite a bit, so he wasn't the glass now that we expect. But they moved him onto the Dodgers. Uh, they'll find a way to replace that. They always do. But they haven't been very active this winter. And I, and I think they're more sellers right now. They, they got to the postseason and, and were really disappointed how they played once they, get, once they got to the postseason. I don't see them acquiring anybody else. I think they're going to go to their formula, which they've been doing for years and years and has been very successful, not winning a World Series, but getting to the postseason. Uh, I think you're going to see a bunch of people that we've never heard of coming up uh, in the Tampa Bay organization and being competitive. As like they, they always do. Uh, Cardinals. We haven't heard much from the Cardinals, have we? Enough? No, we talked about Sonny Gray and Lance Lynn. Is, is Lance that enough? Lynn? No, but the Cardinals have that magic touch too. Last year, they they weren't a postseason team for, I don't remember the last time we weren't talking about the Cardinals going to the postseason. Last year, they didn't make it, had a real disappointing season. The corner infielders uh, are still great. Um, adding a Sonny Gray is going to be really good. Uh, I, I don't see them. I don't think they're going to be somebody we're talking about unless the trade, unless they play above expectations, get to a trade deadline, make a couple blockbuster trades. I don't think you're talking about the Cardinals being a real contender to go deep into the postseason. They're going to be better than they were a year ago. Well, that's a look, a little primer to get you ready as we get closer to uh, the NFL playoffs, which means spring training's right around the corner. And everybody who's a baseball fan start, starts getting antsy about the time the Super Bowl rolls around, right? You got it. Yeah, I, I you know, that's been it's been good for me to get back into it because I've kind of been on this vacation for a couple of weeks and and right. really had to get back how much on top of what's on, going on. How much weight did you put on Chunky Monkey? I've lost about six. So, all right. I just want to make sure because you know sit, I know sit, how you go with Swedish fish. Sit mid one ninety fives. Hmm. That doesn't even make sense. Mid 195s. I'm in the mid 190s. There you go. All right. Play on. Um, all right. So let's do uh, what Boone's watching. What Boone is watching. What is the name of the show? I told you I went to see it. Excellent. The wrestling show. Iron Claw. Iron Claw. I saw it. I'm not a movie guy. I usually don't go to the theater. I did the other night. Saw Iron Claw was completely unaware. I, I liked it because it was based on 70s, 80s wrestling. And that's when I was growing up in Jersey, and it was Bob Backlund and and uh, the Iron Sheik and and the Fuji and Saito and and George the Animal Steel. So I remember those days as a little kid. I didn't re I didn't recall this family. Obviously, they're you know no because this was this because you were up in this is before wrestling was right. national, so everybody had their own territory. So you would never have seen the Von Erichs. They were down right, in Texas. Right, right. And, and that's why I'm trying not to get too technical. Because I don't know what I'm talking about. I thought it was a really well-done film, and it was based on a true story. Uh, I went with the girls, and they said that was the saddest movie. I hated it. depressing, and I said, can't you just picture it for what it is? It's a good movie. I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was intriguing, obviously very sad. But um, I thought it, I thought it was good. I think they did a really good job with it. I liked it. Um, I just watched on New Year's Eve because we didn't do anything. We're adults. We don't go out. That's amateur night. We watched uh, Mark Wahlberg's new movie, Family Plan. It was good. Kind of fun. Yeah, it was kind of cute. It was fun. I I, I like Wahlberg. Two two uh, shows I just finished watching. Reacher. Yes. Which everybody knows on Amazon Prime, I believe. Uh, it's awesome. Huh? It's awesome. 
Uh, I don't think it's awesome. It's Rick. not over yet. They're still they're they're like five episodes in. Right. I, I got five episodes in. I like Reacher. I like the character. I like the show. Uh, it's a B level show. You know what I say? Successions A, Ozarks Wrong. A, the rest are B. Wrong. Reacher's in that B category. I saw a really interesting show on Hulu for those of you that are looking for a new show. It's called The Patient. With who's the who's the star of Forty Year Old Virgin? Steve Carell. Steve Carell is the star. He is the psychologist. I'm oh, telling you. Preview for this. Okay. Hulu. Check it out. It is eerie. It's different. It's it's a little. It's spooky. Not scary. Exorcist scary. But just not an uplifting show, but really interesting. Uh, Carell does a great job. I'm not the hugest Steve Carell fan, but I'll tell you, he does a good job. And it's, it's uh, I don't know, the subplots, they're all good. I think it's 10 episodes on Hulu. I just finished it last night. Outstanding. Um, all right. Let's go back and do one more thing. Uh, Boone approved. You ready for this? I uh, am. Yeah. Every woman in America got one. The big Stanley Thermos mugs. You know what I'm talking about? Do you, you probably remember around your house? Yeah. Every, I mean, they're just, they are omnipresent. My sister-in-law got one. She was so excited. Everybody got one. They think it's the coolest thing in the world. Are they Boone approved? Because you see women walking around with this, with this water cup that's half the size they are. Absolutely not. Boone, definitely not approved. They're a pain in the ass. I've got four women in the house with me at all times. And I, those things are just strewn all about the house. <laughs> They're a pain to clean. They're stupid. It's look at me. I got my huge, like you said, oversized, dumb liquid container. Absolutely not approved. There you go. All right. That's going to do it for the Boone podcast for this week. Uh, we got who we got coming up. Uh, we got Dion coming up soon. Prime and uh, who, who do we have? John Morosi. Uh, John, John Paul Morosi and St. Louis Cardinal. Matt Holiday. There you go. All Seven time all star. Those are all in the next uh, couple weeks. Perfect. All right, until then, I'm Rich Rare. That's Brett Boone. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a happy new year. Happy new year, guys.